Welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. I always want to call the podcast Pickleball Improvement, but that's not the name. It's Pickleball Therapy because we're working on the mind. And that's why we call it therapy. Anyway, this week we're going to be talking about a couple of interesting subjects, I think. Number one, we're going to talk about identifying the problem. A lot of times players are not identifying the thing that will most help them improve as a pickleball player. We're going to talk about that. In the riff, we're going to talk about whether you should correct the score whenever the server calls out the wrong score. Happens, right? Call the wrong score. Should you correct them or just play the rally? We're going to talk about that in the riff. Stay tuned for the podcast. Are you planning on playing pickleball on an indoor surface, meaning a polished concrete or wood surface like in a gym? If you are, consider adding a pair of indoor pickleball shoes to your bag. There is a big difference between outdoor shoes made for a tennis court and indoor shoes made for a gym type surface. You can check out Tyrol's indoor shoes designed specifically for pickleball. It's a shoe that CJ and I both wear. I'll link to it below. As a pickleball player, you are no doubt working on your game, but are you also working on your vision? Doesn't it make sense that better vision will lead to better pickleball? Not to mention better night driving. CJ and I rely on the experts at Visual Edge to help us track those balls so we don't ever miss a shot. If you're ready to take your vision and perhaps your game to the next level, join us inside Visual Edge. I'll link to it below. We'll see you inside. If you listen to Pickleball Therapy, I gotta believe that you've already subscribed to wearepickleball.com or on our mailing list. If you are not, however, for whatever reason, Make sure you head over to wearepickleball.com and sign up to subscribe to our mailing list. Uh, CJ, mostly CJ, sometimes I'm in there, but CJ puts out a really nice newsletter every week. And it's just, uh, you know, you'll be on top of what's going on out there, uh, what kind of videos we got going on, what kind of whatever's happening. You know what I mean? So stay in touch with us by going to wearepickleball.com and subscribing to the mailing list. All right, let's jump right into this thing. We're going to be talking today in the main section of the podcast about identifying the problem and let me give you uh, an example so you're out there playing pickleball and you uh you know the the four players are up at the non-volley zone line and the player just hits a six shot like a, some amazing attack shot or something like that invariably what happens is that the player who lost the rally or the team that lost the rally will try and find a solution right they'll like they'll try and say you know, I, I could have had my paddle ready, or maybe I should have moved over a little to the left, a little bit to the right, things like that. Now, to be clear, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. So on its face, it's fine, right? I mean, to try and grow and, and figure out how to become better, that's great. The problem is that it more likely than not is not the area to be focused on. There is probably one or more other areas are probably one or more other areas that you could instead focus on that will give you higher returns on your investment. In other words, that will, that will much more significantly improve your game and importantly, or lower hanging fruit. The easy example I can give you is missing returns of serve, right? That's the lowest hanging fruit out there. And what will happen is you'll be in a game where you know, maybe like a team has missed two returns of serve during the game and there was that one attack shot. And so they're spending their time focused on the attack shot, focused on 
you know, should I have slid a little more to my left? Should I, again, whatever, you know, should I have defended it with my backhand or my forehand? Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But instead of focusing on that as a area of improvement, focusing on the missed returns of serve, like where am I standing on the court? Am I giving enough space to, to hit a good return? Uh, am I rushing in on my return of serve? Those types of things will just generate so much more benefit to the player's that are focused on the other thing, on the attack shot, than focusing on the attack shot. And so what we suggest is we suggest look at your improvement incrementally, right? Look at look for things, look for areas that provide you the highest return, the highest marginal improvement. Again, return to serve is a is an easy one to talk about because everybody has to return serve. And um, it is an area that if you're missing returns to serve, you're pretty much cooked. Uh, you know, you have to get your returns to serve in. So, you know, focus on an area that, uh, or your four shots are another area that, that are kind of like low-hanging fruit that you can work on. Focus on those areas first. Get those areas really ironed out. Get those areas really sorted out. Then you can start adding, you know, looking at the other parts of the game, looking at the parts of the game that involve, you know, tethered movement or, you know, sliding back to the middle to defend and, and things like that. Uh, those are helpful. They're you know great to work on, and 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 if you know them, you'll be a better player. But if you're missing returns of serve, if you're missing four shots, where you stand on an attack shot is not gonna is not gonna decide the game. And fixing the defense on an attack shot is not going to normally overcome the deficiencies in your game if you have these other areas that you need to work on. So again, focus on the incremental focus on the low-hanging fruit um, that, you know, the things that are going to give you the, the highest return on your game, then you can switch to the other, uh, you know, if you can fine-tune the other areas, like, again, movement and things like that. Uh, you know, and I'm talking general movement. I'm talking about, you know, real specific stuff about, like, you know, when you get pulled wide on a on a on on an aggressive attack dink, um, shots like that. You can switch your focus to those types of shots once you've ironed out the bigger things, the bigger parts of the game. But until you really master the bigger parts of the game, it is going to be very difficult for you to uh, have sustainable uh, long-term improvement in your game. Um, and so when you're playing, if you, can, if you can tease those areas out and really focus on those areas while you're playing and realize what are the areas that I need to work on um, and maybe allow some of the other shots to just be good shots for now uh you know don't the, you know if you get uh, if somebody hits a really interesting attack shot or say like a short serve that's another one like a short serve you know players will be like oh i should have adjusted for the short serve you know if they short serve you once twice three times then you're like okay this player hit short serves i gotta make an adjustment but if it's just a short serve or a freak play or something like that just let it be let it be a thing it's you know don't let it like like dictate how you're thinking about the game or what you're trying to do Again, come back to the big picture items, come back to the fundamentals and make sure that those are in place. Once those are in place, the rest of your game will sort itself out and then you can focus on uh, on these additional things that do provide an advantage, but marginally their advantage is smaller and looking at the amount of work, you generally require much more work to master than the uh, big picture items that you can master with, you know, fairly easily master as long as you spend a little bit of time on them and will have a much greater impact on your game. So hopefully that'll help you 
identifying and, and prioritizing uh, your improvement and uh, get you the results that you're looking for. In the riff, we're going to talk about something that's pretty common, which is when players call out the wrong score and the returner catches the ball or stops the play to correct the server uh, announcement of the wrong score and suggest to you whether you should do that or not. Stay tuned for the riff. If you want to have the most fun you've ever had on the pickleball court while at the same time learning the skills and strategies that you need to play your best pickleball, check out our VI Pickleball Camps. If you want to be notified of upcoming camps and also just want to stay in touch and know what's going on with VI Pickleball, make sure you subscribe to our mailing list at wearepickleball.com. Just go in there, give us your email address, and we in turn will tell you when our next camps are coming up. This much fun should be illegal. All right, so you're playing and the score gets called out and it's just wrong, right? So like, you know, the, the actual score is like, you know, two, four, one, and the score gets called out as like, you know, four, four, one or something like that. Happens a lot where the returning player will stop play or their partner. Someone will stop play, right? Basically, they'll catch the ball or not hit it or hit one and then stop it. And the question is, right, is that, does, should you do that, right? Is that, does that make sense to do? And I'm going to rely on the rules. I don't, we don't use a lot of rules in this game from the rule book, but this time we're going to look at the rule book because there are consequences for, um, and that for correcting a, a potentially wrong score. The rule we're looking at is 4K. Uh, it's aptly entitled wrong score called. And it says if the server or referee calls the wrong score, any player may stop play before the third shot occurs to ask for a correction. 4K1 says, if the score was called incorrectly, the player referee will recall the correct score and the ball will reserve with no penalty. So going back to the example, if the if the, the server calls the score out 4-4-1, but the actual score is 2-4-1, they serve, you catch a ball, you say, no, the score is 2-4-1, they call it 2-4-1, no problem, nothing happened, right? It's like no penalty, nobody, it, nothing happened. 4K2, though, starts imposing some penalties. It says... After the serve has occurred, a player who stops play and challenges the called score, when there is no error, will have committed a fault. So what happens there is you stop the ball, right? The player called out 4-4-1. You, you think it's 2-4-1, right? So you stop the play, you catch the ball or don't play. And you say, no, the score is 4-4-1. And you have a little conversation and, later, and then you basically conclude, oh, no, you're actually correct. It's 2-4-1, my mistake, right? So what now? Well, you lost the point, right? So you stop the play. If you're right, they just serve again. No, it's not like you gain anything, right? It's not like they lose their serve or something. They just serve again. If you're wrong, right? If you happen to be wrong, then you're going to lose a point. And so it's basically like there's a no win to you if you're wrong. And, and you know, if you're wrong, you lose. And if you're right, you don't win. You just do nothing. They just serve again. And there's another rule that talks, 4K3 talks about stopping play after the third shot. So if you wait till after the third shot, then stop play, then it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, you lose the rally. Moral of the story is if you if you stop play because of an error in the score, there is a chance that you're going to lose a point, right? Because if you're stopping play, you're the return team, they're the serve team. You stop play, they're serving, it's a fault, you lose a point. Again, if you're right, they just get to serve again. They don't lose anything. And so our recommendation is don't stop play. Play the rally out. 
At the end of the rally, before they go back to serve again, say, hold on a second. You called that score like this. The score is actually that. Have your conversation about the score, which you have to have anyway, regardless of when you bring it up. Um, Them calling the score and you playing out the rally is not an acknowledgement that the score they called is correct. It's not like you're locked in. So it's not like if they call it out at 4-4-1 when it's actually 2-4-1 and you play the whole rally and you're done. And then you say, hold on a second. The score was actually 2-4-1 when you started. They can't say, no, uh, too late. You know, the score is now 4-4-1 because I called it and we played the rally. That's not a thing. So wait till the rallies, play the rally um, and just, you know, enjoy yourself in the rally, do the best you can. And then afterwards, fix the score. Kind of on a related side note, don't let it like occupy your brain because you're not going to play a good rally. Just forget about it. Play the rally and just, you know, when you're done with the rally, then uh, correct them on the score. So when in doubt, do not correct the score in the middle of a rally. Play, fix it later. All right, that's the podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you uh, are getting ready to play some pickleball this weekend and next week. And, uh, you know, if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it and review it. It helps other players get access to the podcast. And if you like the podcast, share it with your friends. Remember, if you liked it, they probably will too. Be well out there, and we'll see you next week.